Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Today on the show, we're repeating one of our most listened to episodes in 2023, eight ways to stand out in your career. This is going to set you up for an amazing 2024. Let's get into it. Welcome to My Millennial Career. My name is Shelley Johnson. I'm a HR consultant and the founder at Boldside, where I help leaders build epic team cultures. If you are a leader and you want to invest in your team, we run a culture workshop, which is a half day workshop with your team in person. We get everyone together and get people aligned on what's working well, what needs to be improved, and what are the non-negotiable behaviours on your team. If that sounds like you, if that's something you want to invest in, DM me on LinkedIn and let's chat about how we can work together. All right, today's episode. This is another one from our book, Sort Your Career Out and Make More Money. And one of the chapters is on becoming an opportunity magnet. So how do you attract amazing opportunities rather than even having to go and look for them? That's what I want you to get to. I want you to get to this spot where you're not knocking on their door. They are knocking on your door. And so today on this episode, I'm going to share with you eight ways you can become an opportunity magnet. Let's get into it. All right. Number one, how to become an opportunity magnet. Make your manager look good. We talk heaps on this podcast about leadership because leaders have the biggest impact on culture. And we've talked a lot about toxic culture and how to get out of a bad culture. But we haven't often talked about the role you play in making your manager's life easier. I know Shane mentioned on a previous episode, Shane Hutton, who I feel like I'm always quoting uh, because he's very quotable. He's the best. He talked about with people that report to him, he has this relationship where he makes their life better and they make his life easier. And it got me thinking about the importance for each of us. If we want to create opportunities in our career, our manager is often the gatekeeper for those opportunities. They're the person who can help create them for us or with us or they're the person that can stall our growth, which is a kind of like daunting thought. So what I want you to do, if you think about this idea of they're the gatekeeper, they can see the opportunities coming down the line. And if you have a good relationship with them, if you preempt the things that they need, if you're anticipating what is it that they're going to be interested in, what is it that they're going to want from me, how can I deliver that without being asked, you're going to create heaps of opportunities for yourself. You're going to stand out from everyone else. The other thing, when you make your manager look good, you make their life easier and then they want you around. They want to give back to you for that reason. I guess that's why I say number one, set one of your goals to be, how can I make my manager look good? How can I make their lives easier? How can I make them succeed? Because if you do that, they're going to value you. They're going to appreciate you. They're going to see your worth and they're going to create other opportunities for you because they know you're not just interested in yourself, you're interested in the success of the people around you. So that's number one. Number two, bring the optimism and encouragement. Bring the positive vibes. I consider myself, I'm sorry, because sometimes these episodes, they feel like therapy. Go go with me on this because there's a point. 
I consider myself a little bit of a cynic. So like I often look at the negatives. I look at the worst case scenarios. I talked about this a lot in Sort Your Career Out, the book. And I was recently in Melbourne and I caught up with my good friends, Rob Hicks and Lachlan Bradford, who have been on the podcast and they run Funny Business Podcast. And I was talking to Locke because he, we've talked a bit about strengths and this idea of how do you know what your strengths are at work? And for me, one of my challenges or weaknesses is I can be half glass, half empty. And I was talking to Locke and asking him, did he know what his strengths were? And he said, no. So naturally being obsessed with strengths as I am, I sent him Gallup Strengths Finder, the link to do the survey. We'll put it in the show notes. And I asked him, go and do your strength survey and tell me what your top five strengths are. And so that day he did it. He came back to me and he's like, oh, my number one strength was positivity. And I was just thinking like that did not surprise me at all. Like at all. I was like, that is so you. And if you go and listen to their podcast, you'll vibe that. If you follow him on LinkedIn, you'll know that about Locke. He is super positive. I say this because optimism and positivity are one of the most amazing superpowers. Those strengths create opportunities because optimistic people, and Simon Sinek's talked a lot about this idea of optimism. Optimism is a force to be reckoned with. It's like when you can see the potential in people, when you can see the potential in opportunities, and instead of looking for the negative or looking for the cynical, like sometimes I do, I love those people with optimistic and positive energy that they bring to a room and all of a sudden you notice when they're there, like you see them, you feel their vibes and energy. Like I know this sounds really intangible, but it's not, I swear it's like there's a science to it. I'm sure someone can go look up the science. I just love that about Lachlan. Like he came in, he brings this vibe. The other thing that he does really well, and I'd be embarrassed if he listens to this and hears me talking about this, is encourages people like proactively everywhere goes, LinkedIn, in person, email, whatever, is encouraging people and cheering them on. And that is pure gold. And why it creates opportunities is because people want to be around optimistic and positive people. They just do. It's kind of like that idea of when there's a cynic in the room, and I'm talking about myself, sometimes the energy can go out of the room because they're like challenging all the, and I'm not saying don't challenge things. We need to challenge things sometimes. But you know that vibe when there's someone who's blocking ideas or they're not seeing the opportunities or potential in something, they can lower the energy in a room and it can cause them to miss those opportunities. And that's why I think if you can practice the art of optimism, if you can unlock your inner optimist and be an encourager of ideas and an encourager of people, I guarantee you will get more opportunities. That will create momentum for you in your career. And so I think people naturally have this as a strength, like Locke has this as his number one strength, but some of us won't maybe naturally have it, okay, me and anyone listening who feels like they're more like me, but you can build it. So it's this skill that can be developed. And I'll put the link into Simon Sinek's, some of his work, so you can read up from someone who's much more switched on about this than me. But I want you to practice the art of optimism because optimism causes you to see potential opportunities that maybe others don't, and it attracts those opportunities to you. And that is epic. Okay, next one. 
become a feedback collector. When I was in primary school, I'm like 30, I'm in my mid or early 30s. I like early 30s, but I think it's more mid. And when I was in primary school, people would collect stamps. I don't know if they still do that, but that's what it was when I was in like U2. People were into stamp collecting. And I always thought it was a really interesting thing to be obsessed with. It's not like Pokemon cards where it's kind of like got this other TV show going on with it. It's just like stamps. Anyway, these kids would be obsessed with these certain types of stamps. They'd be searching to find like these really unique and rare stamps. And I just remember thinking that was really really odd. (laughs) But one thing I've thought about since then is this idea of being obsessed with collecting feedback. So like these kids back in the day were obsessed with finding these unique stamps. They kept this folder, this big red folder full of all of the stamps that they've collected and it gave them this kind of portfolio of value and they were valuable because apparently you could get money from them, I don't know. But I, I want you to be like that kid collecting stamps I want you to become a feedback collector. I want you to collect as much feedback as you can because it creates this portfolio for you of learnings, of growth, of all these things that you have acquired over the years of I learned from this, this was a fail, I wouldn't do that again. Like whatever it is, I want you to collect feedback. And the way that we do that is we get really intentional with our boss about how do we acquire feedback from people. So I want you to ask them for specific feedback about a particular area. Let's say that you want to develop in your public speaking. You go and you focus in on that with them and you just focus on one thing at a time. So you say, hey, I'm going to develop my public speaking. I want to focus on it over the next three months. I've got these speaking things coming up, like I'm running this meeting, I'm doing this client presentation, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Can you give me feedback in those meetings about what you loved and what you did differently. And what you're doing, you're like that kid with the stamp collection. You are gathering insight from people. And the reason why that creates opportunities is because each time you get feedback, you get better. Whether you agree with it or not, there's always something we can learn from those feedback moments. So I want you to do this every chance you can. Let's say you're applying for a job and you get knocked back. I know this is hard and some recruiters are really not keen to give you feedback, but just ask. There's no harm in asking. If they say, no, there's no feedback, well, fine, but at least you asked for the feedback. So I want you to get really good at inviting people to give you feedback. All right, next one. Number four, go that bit further to wow people. I want you to exceed expectations. And so we have to be intentional about this. We have to look for ways of exceeding expectations. And it's funny because sometimes exceeding expectations comes from the subtle things. It might be the small details you remember. So let's say your boss tells you they've got a big week coming up and they're feeling a bit stressed and you can see that they're going to need some prep done for this particular meeting that they have with their executive team. What you could do for that is go, hey, I saw you have that big meeting coming up. I know you've got a really big week. What I've done is I've prepped the meeting agenda notes for you and I've done the slide deck, ready to go. That kind of points to two of the ones I've talked about. The first one of making your manager look good, that creates opportunities. 
And wowing people, like exceeding expectations creates opportunities. So every time you can exceed people's expectations of you, you start to become known for that. And in a good way, you start to become known for bringing that wow factor to your work. And that gets you into rooms that maybe otherwise you wouldn't have been invited into. So I want you to think through, what is this person asking of me? So what's this expectation? And what are the little ways that I could exceed that? What are some small things? It doesn't have to be massive. Like I don't want you you to burn out by trying to over-deliver every single time. But I want you to look for ways to exceed expectations. All right, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to share four more ways to become an opportunity magnet. If you want to grow in your career, I just wanted to remind you about our book, Sort Your Career Out and Make More Money. Glenn James and I have written this book to help you with any kind of career crisis, but also those things that you want, like getting a promotion, making more money, moving into a leadership role, or if it's time to quit your job. You can find our book wherever you get good books from, or you can listen on the audiobook, Sort Your Career Out and Make More Money. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Number five, solve problems without being asked. For the, almost the whole time I've worked in HR, one of the big complaints I hear from managers is this idea of I want my people to take initiative. I want them to solve the problems. Often that's because managers are really time poor. They can spot problems, but they don't necessarily have the capacity to solve them. But you might. So I want you to think about how can I solve problems without being asked? How can I get ahead of the curve on this? For me, I had an employee who was working on my team and they looked at our job ads. I was overseeing recruitment at the time and they looked at our job ads and were like, these can be improved. I've gone through, analysed what I think isn't and isn't working, where our problem and pain points are, and here's what I'd recommend we change in our job application and advertisement process. And I remember just thinking, oh, I sort of knew there was a problem there, but I couldn't really diagnose what wasn't working and I didn't even have the time or headspace to solve that or really think about it. But I know we're not getting enough applicants, so there must be an issue but the thing was, I, I just didn't have the capacity or brain space to even like really think it through. But the thing that I loved in that was this team member coming through and saying, hey, here's the problem. I've diagnosed it. Here's the pain points. Here's how I'm going to fix it. Here's my recommended action. I've developed the new process and here you go. And it was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> those people, like those people are the kinds of people who get other opportunities because they just 
see problems and solve them without being asked. They just take initiative. And that on a team is pure gold. So I want you to start that practice. I want you to spot problems and find solutions and take them to your boss of going, here's what I'm thinking. Here's how I reckon we could solve this. Let me go and do that for you. Again, all of these things relate to taking initiative and ownership, to preempting problems and solving them before they, you know, become bigger problems. So let me know how you go with this. I guarantee you it will create other opportunities before you because I just think this is such a common recurring theme I've heard from leaders of what they struggle with on their teams and what they want to see more of. The next way to become a magnet for opportunities is look for the momentum in your industry. Often there's areas of rapid growth in particular industries. So for example, in STEM, the area of growth might be in sustainability because governments, organisations are all looking towards how do we become more sustainable to solve our climate crisis. So I want you to look for in your industry, what areas are really growing? And then I want you to look at what areas are stagnating or what areas are being automated by AI. So you want to stay away from the areas that are being automated and you want to move towards the areas of momentum. And typically they'll be the non-routine, people-focused or complex problems that have a long tail to them. So they're going to take a long time to solve. I want you to find those things, find the areas of momentum, look for it. You might need to do a bit of digging and research into your particular industry, find out what they are. And then I want you to just spend your energy to develop skills in that particular area and also build networks in that particular zone. All right, number seven, take ownership, own it. Your career is on you, so take ownership of it. Don't wait for others to make things happen. Don't wait for your employer to create the dream job because I've seen heaps of people do that and it just doesn't happen. You are in charge, you're in the driver's seat, take ownership over your career. So if you've been sitting back hoping that your employer might tap you on the shoulder for an opportunity, this is my tough love moment for you. I want you to actually tap them on the shoulder and ask them. And that's actually my next point. No. So these kind of combine, they could be like a, you know, a combined thing. The next way to create opportunities is to be bold and ask. Put your hand up for the secondment or the promotion or put your hand up for the job that you feel unqualified for. Like be bold, ask, ask for the opportunities. My good friend Grace Murray came on the show a while back and shared her career story, which is amazing. And I, you should totally listen to it. And we interviewed her for the book and she shares her story, which is so amazing, where she talks about how she got her job. And she's the vice president of strategy at Four, an amazing tech business in the social media space. And she found this job simply by sticking her head in someone's apartment. Uh, their door was open. You can go listen to the full story. And she just asked the question of, hey, do you guys need some help? Like I'm here, I'm on a visa, I'm from Australia and I'd be happy to just intern and volunteer if you give me a reference. And she just put herself out there and asked the question. She was bold and brave and she was persistent as well because she kind of kept hassling them and eventually they relented and gave her a job and now she's, you know, I don't know how many years later, like eight plus years later, the vice president of strategy at this business that has grown so much. And she's our main story in the book about how to create opportunities because the thing that she did, she put herself out there. She was okay to be rejected 
And there's always the fear of being rejected. It's always there and kind of never goes away. But it's kind of that whole old concept of fortune favours the brave. So step out, be bold. Put your hand up for opportunities that you think are a little bit beyond you or that make you feel a little bit nervous because they're the ones that can have the biggest impact on your career. So those are my eight. Let me run through them again really quick because I know there's heaps there. Number one, make your manager look good. Number two, bring the optimism and encouragement. Number three, become a feedback collector. Number four, wow people, exceed the expectations. Number five, solve problems without being asked. Number six, look for the momentum in your industry. Number seven, take ownership over your career. And number eight, be bold. Put yourself out there for the opportunities. All right, well, that's it from me. Thanks for hanging out. As always, if you enjoy the show, give us a five-star rating and review. If you have any questions you want me to cover on these episodes, message me on LinkedIn and let me know. Talk soon. Bye. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of different podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Investor, My Millennial Money Professional, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Money, My Millennial Daily, and Retire Right. Find these wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 